0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome again to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the church celebrates one of the great Christmas feasts, the Feast of the Epiphany. And of course what we celebrate in this feast is the journey of the wise men to see the child Jesus. We also recognise that in a certain way our own journey is represented in their journey too, uh, we also travel by faith. We also travel by the light of the star to the place of Bethlehem, to the place where Jesus himself is born. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, your word of God made flesh and splendor of the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, have mercy. mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Who on this day revealed your only begotten Son to the nations by the guidance of a star? Granting your mercy that we who know you already by faith may be brought to behold the beauty of your sublime glory through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, (coughs) one God for ever and ever.
2: From the prophet Isaiah. Arise, shine out, Jerusalem, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is rising on you, though night still covers the earth and darkness the peoples. Above you, the Lord now rises, and above you, his glory appears. The nations come to your light and kings to your dawning brightness. Lift up your eyes and look around. All are assembling and coming towards you, your sons from far away and daughters being tenderly carried. At this sight you will grow radiant, your heart throbbing and full, since the riches of the sea will flow to you and the wealth of the nations come to you. Camels in throngs will cover you, and dromedaries of Midian and Ephah. Everyone in Sheba will come, bringing gold and incense and singing the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord.
1: She sh and the sea coal.
2: of Saint Paul to the Ephesians. You have probably heard how I have been entrusted by God with the grace he meant for you and that it was by a revelation that I was given the knowledge of the mystery. This mystery that has now been revealed through the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets was unknown to any men in past generations. It means that pagans now share the same inheritance, that they are part of the same body, and that the same promise has been made to them in Christ Jesus through the Gospel. The Word of the Lord.
0: be with you. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. After Jesus had been born at Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod, some wise men came to Jerusalem from the east. Where is the infant king of the Jews? they asked. We saw his stars at Rose and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was perturbed, and so was the whole of Jerusalem. He called together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, and inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. At Bethlehem in Judea, they told him. For this is what the prophet wrote, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men to see him privately. He asked them the exact date on which the star had appeared and sent them on to Bethlehem. Go and find out all about the child, he said. And when you have found him, let me know, so that I too may go and do him homage. Having listened to him to what the king had to say, they set out, And there in front of them they saw the star rising. It went forward and halted over the place where the child was. The sight of the star filled them with delight. And going into the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And falling to their knees, they did him homage. And they opened their treasures. And they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh but they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod and return to their own country by a different way. The Gospel of the Lord. It may come as a surprise to you to know but there may in actual fact have been more than three wise men and there may in actual fact have been less than three wise men, we simply don't know. All that the Gospel tells us that there were three kingly gifts that were given, and that's perhaps where the misunderstanding comes in. There's no mention of the number of the wise men themselves being three. Some Eastern Orthodox churches apparently have more than three wise men feeling free to speculate on the number itself being more than the actual three by tradition. In fact, also, there's no mention either of them as being kings. They're only called, as you might remember from the text, uh, wise men who come from the East. Again, the misunderstanding might arise from the gifts that they give, kingly gifts. This doesn't necessarily mean that they themselves were kings. The gifts may have been kingly, but that doesn't mean that the givers had royal blood. And though they were told they come from the East, we're given no further information on what country that they actually come from and whether they're actually known to each other. The information then that we are given about the wise men is simply sparse, and of course it's thin too. There's more that we don't know about them than we actually know about them. We do know from the history books that wise men were always regarded to be very special people in the different cultures. Their knowledge, their perception was very often sought out by rulers in order to advise them in the making of decisions, but they were also important for simple, ordinary people in the tasks of their life. The decisions and wisdom that they would give was all important. Wise men were always regarded to be important and always to be revered. We get something of that in the story that we've just listened to, because obviously in Jerusalem, the whole of Jerusalem itself is turned out when these wise men, almost like an embassy from the East, come out. And of course, they are well received by all of Jerusalem. They're received with respect and utter reverence. But we hear also that all Jerusalem is an upheaval because whatever they have brought, it's a question which, of course, perturbs everyone. Even today, today, these many centuries later, we also can respect the wise men themselves too. We get something of their insight and knowledge, uh, a kind of clue, if you like, uh, by what the text itself tells us tells us that they look at stars, uh, and, of course, uh, they've come because they see a new star. And, of course, the thing then that makes them wise in our eyes is the very fact that they are looking at the stars. They are stargazers. And such men in ancient times uh, were all important to us because they very often mapped the skies that were above us and even gave the names that we use today for the planets and stars that we see above our heads. very often in their own days, they were able to give good information also to the people of their own time, when to uh, sow the crops, when to harvest the crops, when to hold feasts, how to travel by sea and land through the position of the stars. The charts and instruments and calculations Clearly some of these people were were bogus figures but also there were others who were very true and authentic and the information that they gave was all important to the people of their own day. But what we also know about these wise men is that they were simply not just astronomers but they were astrologers and not a very reputable form of knowledge in their own day today. They simply saw things in the stars Portents, warnings, favourable signs, collisions of the stars, the movements of the stars that said something to them. And people would very often consult them on what they actually saw in order to make decisions themselves. How to travel, where to travel. Kings would consult them on appropriate days to wage wars and so on. How strange then it is At the birth of Christ, that there should be in the very midst of the Christmas scene, astrologers. Astrologers who join this unlikely cast. The shepherds and the astrologers gather for the birth of Christ. Especially these astrologers who we wouldn't give the time of day for in our own day. Those wise men that we hear of in the story are reputed to have seen a new star perhaps our own astronomers and cosmologists of today Stephen Hawkins and the like would tell them just exactly what they had seen because we know ourselves in these days that that light of a new star meant that billions of light years away suddenly and in our own time it suddenly arrived in our skies but that wasn't the mindset of those ancient uh, people because what they believed, that the sight of a new star said something to them. It's actually very surprising, really surprising that the Magi themselves appear in the story of Christmas. One of the things that the people in the Old Testament and certainly in New Testament times uh, were very frightened of was that somehow the religions that neighboured the Jewish people would somehow infect their own religion, and they were very cautious of this. And one of the religions that they were very suspicious of was something called Zoroastrianism, which came from Persia, from the East, from modern day Iran, and it still exists today. And it was all about divine knowledge that somehow could be gathered or collected from watching the stars. And over and over again, alarm bells in the Old Testament are rung about this kind of knowledge and about this kind of infusion and confusion that it might bring to the Jewish religion. How strange then it is that this appears in the New Testament story. Our visitors then may have been exactly from this place, from Persia, from Iran, Stargazers, people who were involved in an astral cult in which they saw things in the stars. How strange then it is that at Bethlehem these astrologers should be there. And how cavalier it is of Matthew, whose gospel is so Jewish and addressed to the Jewish community, that he should bring this into the story. It would have been very suspicious for him to speculate in all of this. It would have convinced some people but it would would not have convinced a lot more people because of what it suggested. Today, as you know, people continue to look to the skies for knowledge and information and there continues to be, exactly as we hear in the story, a sense of wonder about what we see in the skies and in the heavens. Today, we send probes to Mars. Today, we send... Uh, landing crafts that land in the far end of the moon. Uh, Those ancient people looked with their naked eye to the skies but not for us. We ourselves can see the things with our own eyes up very close and are beamed back to us in matters of days and months rather than just to be speculated upon. There's a lot that's to be said about the story of the Magi, but there's a lot that's unsaid and is mysterious for all of us. We don't know exactly who these people were. We don't know really where they came from. We don't really know what they were about. Our knowledge itself is very uh, uh, slim indeed and thin. It's interesting that these people are placed in the story uh, of the gospel by St. Matthew, and he has a clear intent in doing just exactly that. What he wants to see then is by their presence that the birth of Jesus is not only for the people of Israel, but it is meant for the whole world, represented by these foreign visitors who have come to Bethlehem from the very ends of the earth. And this star in the skies represents something else. For the birth of Christ is not only meant for the people of Israel, not only meant for the people of earth, but also for the whole universe and the stars in the sky as well. It's a cosmological event. That very truth has come to pass, we know ourselves. For in the dark shed, of the animals at Bethlehem, a light has indeed shone out to the corners of the world and right out into the universe. The wise men would prefig- prefigure countless people from every land who, in their minds and hearts, would come to Bethlehem as well. But it would be a light also that would reach the far ends of the universe and, of course, proclaim that God Himself had come on this planet. Come to Bethlehem. I believe in one God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, On this Feast of the Journey of the Magi, we pray that God will bless the journey that we make through life.
2: That in these days in which we celebrate the Feast of Christmas, we may always call to mind that Christ was born for everyone and came on earth to redeem and save all. Lord, hear us.
0: Lord, graciously hear us.
2: In these times, in which there are so many problems in the world, we pray that we may not lose hope of good and positive solutions. Lord, hear us. For those returning to work after their Christmas holiday, that they may carry that joyful and hopeful spirit of Christmas into their workplace. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That we may make wisdom a virtue that we seek out, and that knowledge and truth that comes from wisdom may be something that we hold dear. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That in this new year, we will do all we can To feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and come to the aid of the stranger. Lord, hear us.
0: Lord, graciously hear us.
2: For all who are sick and ask for our prayers, that they may be well again. Lord, hear us.
0: Lord, graciously hear us.
2: For all who have died, especially Jerry Jones, and all that we are asked to remember. Lord, hear us.
0: Lord Almighty God, wise men, came from the far ends of the earth, led by the light of the star. By your grace and mercy, lead each of us as we travel through life. Preserve us from losing hope and losing our way in life and show us in your kindness and goodness and show show us your kindness and goodness and never forsake us. We ask this through Christ our Lord.
2: Please join in our offer to hymn number 139 As Bread My Lord Comes to Me.
0: dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures, may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. With favour, Lord, we pray on these gifts of your church, in which are offered now, not gold, frankincense and myrrh, but but he who by them is proclaimed, sacrificed and received, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. The Lord be with you. you, Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For today you have revealed the mystery of our salvation in Christ as a light for the nations. And when he appeared in our mortal nature, you made us new by the glory of his immortal nature and so with angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. We offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours, for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship.
1: Please join in our hymn, number 614, Silent Night.
0: Let us pray. (laughs) Go before us with heavenly light, O Lord, always and everywhere, that we may perceive with clear sight and revere with true affection the mystery in which you have filled us, in which you have willed us to participate, through Christ our Lord. (laughs) Just uh, to say a good... Happy New Year to all of you, Uh, maybe i have not seen you so far, Uh, so I wish you a very happy, uh, healthy and uh, peaceful year of 2019 and wish uh, all of you well, all of you and all your families too. The Lord be with you and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended.